What's good, guys? Welcome into the second episode of Dorm to Dorm Fantasy Football Podcast. Today is Friday, November 11th. Um, we're, today we're going to be going over Week 10 injury news, buy lows, sell highs, starts, sits, waiver wire streams at each position, and then game picks. Um, like I said, today's Friday, so we had a game last night, Panthers-Falcons. Um, I took the Panthers in our game pick series, and Malone took the Falcons, so I took that one. I'm up 1-0 on, this, um, on the week. But yeah, let's just get right into it. So let's talk about some injury news for Week 10. Number one, TJ Watt is back. He is back with the Steelers after missing a bunch of games. He should make a big impact on this defense playing against, I believe they're playing New Orleans this week. Let me double check that. They are, they're playing New Orleans. Um, So he's back. Another big injury news, Josh Allen is dealing with an elbow injury. Did not practice Wednesday, Thursday. And today he was not seen at the open part of practice. I have my phone next to me, checking in on some more injury news when I get the alerts, so I'll keep you updated on that. Jonathan Taylor back at practice for a third straight day, so it looks like he's trending upwards to play this week against Las Vegas. Aaron Jones had a little injury scare. Um, He could play Sunday, but he was limited with his ankle Wednesday and Thursday. Um, Another running back, Zeke Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones says Zeke is likely to play, but Jerry Jones is not the coach. Can't trust him, even though he basically calls the shots in that franchise. Um, Going to the Chargers, Justin Herbert, again, will have no help this week as Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both record more um, DNPs. So they're both, I'll be shocked if they play. Um, I had to throw this one in there. Being a Giants fan, Kenny G, Kenny Galladay is set to return this week versus the Texans. And I don't know how much of an impact he's gonna make, but it is still some big news. And Kyler Murray of the Cardinals is a game time decision um, for Sunday. That was a surprise to me. That just came through about an hour ago, hour and a half ago, something like that. All right, so let's get into some of the buy lows for each week, for not for each week, at um, a couple different positions. So if you're looking at, if, if you need some quarterback help, you can try to buy Joey B, Joey Burrow, and Justin Herbert low. So they're in some similar situations with having um, injured receivers. Herbert has two injured receivers. Joey, Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase. And they both have great schedules going on, going for them for the rest of the season. Um, so if you need a quarterback, look to buy low there. Their owners are probably not happy with how they've been doing these past couple weeks. Um, so there you go, some buy lows at quarterback. Moving on to wide receiver, I actually have two wide receivers. One of them is Chris Olave. Michael Thomas is out rest of the season. Jarvis has an inability to stay on the field. So production should increase for Olave. He has a high target share. Touchdowns should come. His target share, he's actually about 
22.9, we can round that to 23% team target share. Um, and like I said, that should just keep going up. Hasn't had a touchdown in a while, so look for that. Um, another buy low option for wide receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown. So we saw him start off the season very hot. He, had, he put up some great games, um, then got hurt like most of the league. But when fully healthy, he gets peppered with targets. Jared Goff loves him. Um, upon return from his ankle injury, and he then suffered a concussion in week seven on his game back. He Since then, he's seen 10 and nine targets, respectively, in the last two games. So look for him to keep getting that production. And with Swift still injured, they're gonna have to probably rely on Amon Ra a bit more. Same with Olave, touchdown should increase. Um, yeah. Those are my bylaws for the week. Those are three Joey Burrow, Herbert, Justin Herbert, uh, Chris Olave, and Amon Ross St. Brown. That's I gave you an extra one, two quarterbacks, so it's actually four bylaws. Now let's move on to some sell highs. Let's talk about Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon had a crazy game in the last week. He put up crazy numbers. I think he rushed for five touchdowns or maybe four touchdowns and a receiving touchdown. I think that's what it was. Around 53 fantasy points, give or take, depending on what format you're playing in. I just don't think he's doing that again. And he has a very hard playoff schedule with um, he's playing uh, week 15, he gets Tampa Bay. Week 16, he gets New England. And week 17, he gets Buffalo. So those are three of the top run defenses in the league. And so he's, it's going to be tough for him to replicate these numbers. I mean, I would put place a bet if I were a betting man. I would say he's not scoring another game with three-plus touchdowns. But, you know, crazy things happen in the NFL. You never know. But I would sell, I would sell Mixon high. I would sell a Mixon for someone coming off a bad game. Maybe I'd sell Mixon for... A, I don't know, maybe a, a running back wide receiver combo. Uh, you can try to get Andrews coming back from injury next week. He's on bye this week. If you can get an Andrews and a Damian Pierce, Damian Pierce, I realize that probably sounds biased because I have both of them in one of my leagues. But um, what other running backs, what tight ends can you get? If you can trade Mixon for Kelsey straight up, I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, in terms of other running backs you can get, you could take a gamble on um, Swift. I don't know how healthy he's going to stay rest of season, but I would do mix. You could probably get mix in for Swift. Maybe Swift and Olave. Talk about buy low. Swift and Swift and Olave. Um, maybe uh, maybe an Amon Ross St. Brown and a um, Damian Pierce. Maybe Miles Sanders. Actually, I don't love Miles Sanders so much, but even a Miles Sanders and an Amon Ross St. Brown for Mixon, if you need that depth, I would do that. I just don't think Mixon's doing that again. Um, I could be proven wrong. I've been wrong before, but I, I'm i selling Mixon anywhere I can. Moving on, wide receiver, sell high, Juju Smith-Schuster. 
He's had some good weeks. He has a very hard schedule coming up, though. He gets Denver twice in week 14 and week 17. Pat Sertan, um, I don't know if he'll be on him, but definitely likely that he'll shadow him a lot in that in those two games. And Pat Sertan has been a top three to five cornerback this year. So I would look to sell Juju high. Um, Mahomes and Kelsey have that crazy connection. Juju is definitely not going to be the number one option on his team. I, uh, um, to me, I think Miko, um, MBS, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and Juju is. It's a toss up for those three receivers who leads that pack behind Kelsey every week. So I would sell Juju on a high. Um, I don't know if you can get an Olave or an Amonra for him, but I would still sell him high and get try to get um, some pieces that will help win you your leagues. Look for beneficial schedules if you have good records. Look for um, beneficial playoff schedules, I mean, and look for good schedules in the next coming weeks if your season is on the line in these next couple weeks. If you are maybe three and six, four and five, you need wins now to try to secure that playoff spot. So I'd look to sell Juju. Um, out of those three, Mikol, MVS, and Juju, I would probably still take Juju, but I'd still coming, still sell him high coming off those three games. Um, and my third sell high, Jeff Wilson. So Jeff Wilson got traded from San Francisco to Miami. Um, I didn't expect him to have as big of a role as he had in the past week against Chicago. But there's definitely a lot of uncertainty in that backfield. Um, he led um, Mostert in snap counts, 49 to 47%, but they both had eight, nine attempts. They both had nine attempts rushing. Wilson had three targets and caught all three. Mostert had two targets for no catches, but this is gonna be a split backfield. Um, I think Mike McDaniels will ride the hot hand here depending on who's playing Mike McDaniel, excuse me, um, will ride the hot hand here um, using whichever back is playing better in the game. I, I don't know. I think Monster takes a hit, definitely, but I think Jeff Wilson coming off this big game, you can try to sell him high. Okay, those were my sell highs. Um, let's move on to starts and sits. Let's start with start. So let's start with starts. That's a mouthful. Let's go. I'm gonna go Kirk, Christian Kirk against Kansas City. Now, he had a great game last week. They were slinging the ball. Trevor Lawrence looked good. And I think there's gonna be some negative game script in this game against KC, meaning that they're gonna be that Jacksonville is gonna be playing from behind a lot, which means more passing attack which means Travis Etienne takes a bit of a hit. I'm still not worried about him, but he does take a bit of a hit because I think Casey will be leading this game, which will prompt Trevor Lawrence to throw the ball a lot more. I think a big beneficiary of that fact is Christian Kirk. He's a great receiver. He's proven he can be the, the wide receiver one. He got paid in the offseason. I think he has a big game and steps up. Moving on start Chicago running backs. I like Monty, I like Herbert this week against an abysmal Detroit defense. Um, I, I, You know what my thoughts are on Khalil Herbert. I think he's a better back than Monty. Um, I guess while we're on Chicago, I wanna apologize for uh, 
that Justin Fields take, I said he was not him. He's showing he is him. He put up a crazy week, I think 40 points. Nuts game. I don't think he does that again, but I got to give some respect where respect is due. I don't think that's the saying, but I will commend Justin Fields for that performance. I think he is a QB1 rest of season from that game. I think it's a little crazy to say that now because I... My gut tells me he's not, but I think you have to start him and consider him as a QB1 rest of season because of that rushing upside. I think Mooney gets a bit of a spike. I don't, I'm don't. i not buying the Claypool hype, but maybe he gets a bit of a spike too. But I think Monty and Herbert both have a pretty decent outing this week against Detroit. Moving on, I may kick myself for this one next week, but... I really do like Russell Wilson this week against Tennessee. I know he's been horrendous this season. He's terrible. The Broncos have been probably the biggest surprise for me, at least, this season. But, I mean, he has a crazy schedule rest of season, Russell Wilson does. And I think everyone always jokes about how Russell Wilson is only good first eight weeks of the season. And then... And then he's bad. That's what he did in Seattle, at least. Well, now we have eight games left in the season. So maybe in Denver, he takes that first eight games hot streak in Seattle and transfers that to Denver having a great last eight weeks. Maybe. I think he's, I, th- I still think he's a QB1. If there are better streaming options, you can um, start them over Russell Wilson, like T-Law, which I'll get to in a little bit. But I think Russell Wilson, obviously he has the weapons, even though Javante went down. He has Judy. He has Sutton. Dolchich is coming into a role. Dolcich, Dolchich, whatever his name is. He's been good. I think Russ is a start. I think he has a good game versus Tennessee. Um, we'll check back next week and see how much I hated that pick. But we'll see. We'll see. He gets Tennessee, then the Raiders, then Carolina, Baltimore, KC, Arizona, Rams, KC. That's a great schedule rest of the season. So I'd start him. I'd roll the dice and start Russ versus Tennessee. Moving on to sits. Give me one second. I'm just going to take some uh, water. i got to hydrate out here. Some sits. Aaron Rodgers versus Dallas. Not much to say here. Aaron Rodgers is not what he was last year with Devontae Adams. I don't know what's going on with him. He's not playing well at all. He gets a very good Dallas defense. Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, they're going to shut him down. Sit right Aaron Rodgers, please, this week. Moving on. Oh, I just got a notification on my phone. Josh Allen is officially questionable for Sunday. He was limited in practice today after DNPs on Wednesday, Thursday. So I guess that's a good sign. Um, If he plays, you definitely have to start Josh Allen, obviously. Um, If he doesn't play, we'll see. It's going to be interesting what uh, Case Keenum can do. Um, Yeah. Well, let's move on to second set. Um, I don't know how much of a shock this is, but I'd sit Brandon Cooks against the Giants. I think the Giants' defense is very good. Um, and Brandon Cooks, 
has always been that safe player that you target round five to eight of drafts in the offseason going into the year of fantasy football. But the one thing that he's had for him in these past couple years, and I guess throughout his career actually, is that his targets have always been high. But this year, we can't even rely on that. So I just can't trust him. He hasn't been getting high high targets. Um, I actually just dropped him. Um, this is a terrible passing attack. Giants are gonna swallow it up. Um, I got the Giants this week against Houston too. Maybe he gets a little spike because of negative game script, possibly, but I wouldn't bank on it. I'd sit Brandon Cooks this week. And my third sit is actually two players giving you a two for one deal. Look how nice I am. The Washington football, sorry, the Washington commanders, Antonio Gibson and uh, Brian Robinson. I'd sit both of them. Can't really trust one or the other. We thought Brian Robinson would be good coming back from injury, but they get Philadelphia negative game script. I think Philly kills them. Um, and I just think I think Terry McLaurin may have a good game, but I just can't I can't trust Gibby or B Rob. I just can't. So those are my starts and sits. We've done buy low, sell highs. Um, this episode's probably going to be a bit shorter than the last one because it's only my takes and not Malone's and no interaction, which is kind of sad. Um, but we're making use of what we can. Gotta produce an episode for you guys. So the show must go on like nobody says ever. Anyway, let's get back to it. Um, stalling a little bit here, I don't know why. Okay, waiver wire streams at each position. If you are desperate for a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense, side kickers, we're not gonna do you. Um, we are going to look at who you can take a gamble on at each position. Starting with who I already mentioned, Trevor Lawrence, um, negative game script against Kansas City, possibly. Um, even if not, even if it's in a tight game, I think he throws a lot. I think Casey's defense is not that good. I think they look the Jacksonville looked good last week, spreading the ball. Kirk and Evan Ingram in the open field look good. Obviously, Kirk was one of my starts. I don't mind Evan Ingram this week either. I just went with Kirk over him. Um, but so Trevor Lawrence is rostered in 68% of Yahoo leagues. I'm just gonna go about Yahoo um, for these stats and how and what percent of leagues these players are rostered in. So um, T Law is rostered in 68% of roster league of Yahoo leagues. Excuse me. Um, and if you can get him, plug him into your lineup. I've already given the reasons. If you need a quarterback, try to get Trevor Lawrence. Moving on to running backs. There was, there's nothing here, honestly. If you don't have running backs, I'm, I'm sorry for you. That sucks. Um, but 
I, I don't love this pick, but I'm going with Chase Edmonds against Tennessee. Um, you should, just a note, you should avoid trying to stream running backs in general. Um, they're the most scarce position. You should have at least two workhorses starting every week. Um, but if you are desperate, take a gamble. And with bye weeks, take a gamble on Chase Edmonds. Um, Denver run game has been very inefficient. And they may want to lean on Chase Edmonds because Melvin Gordon is not exactly getting it done. Latavius Murray can get some touchdowns. I don't know what happened to Mike Boone, but nothing's really working there. So they bring in Chase Edmonds um, at the trade deadline from Miami in the trade with Jeff Wilson. And you can take a gamble on him. He's rostered in 47% of leagues. He does come with that passing upside. So maybe if Wilson gets smarter by the next week. Actually, I shouldn't even diss Wilson. He's one of my starts. But if he gets smarter by next week, maybe he'll start checking the ball down a bit more to Chase Edmonds. Um, maybe he sneaks in for a touchdown. I doubt it. But you're looking for more yards and PPR upside with this Chase Edmonds running back stream. Moving on to wide receiver. I got Nicole Hardman versus Jacksonville. If you're desperate, for a wide receiver, he comes with very high upside. He can break a slant for 99 yards. He is crazy fast. They use him in the running game a little bit. Chiefs get creative. Andy Reid, very good coach. Um, he's 62% rostered in Yahoo leagues, so I don't know if you can get him. But if you can and you need a wide receiver, go plug him into your lineup. Um, moving on to tight end um i'd go there's a bunch of options you can actually take you can take evan ingram like i talked about you could take the backup for the raiders as darren waller just went on ir and renfro actually just went on ir too i think Devonte adams gets a bit of a spike and they fought and they fired their head coach so we're gonna see some new things out of that offense i believe um, but Foster Moreau is a good tight end stream if you need something. Um, but the guy I'm going to go with is Cade Auden. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. He's playing Seattle. He's the Buccaneers tight end. He's developing a little bit of a connection with Brady. People are calling him Mini Gronk, which is a bit absurd, but good for him for getting that name. Um, Seattle gives up the most points to tight ends thus far in the season. And he is only 18% rostered, so you should be able to grab him in your leagues. I think he could definitely get in for a touchdown. I think I think the Bucks are on the come up. I've been saying that they're Super Bowl contenders contenders. I don't losses don't matter because that division is Horrid and Brady and the Bucks are going to make the playoffs on top of that division. And we know B- playoff Brady is a gazillion times better than regular season Brady. He's the GOAT for a reason. Last week against the Rams, he led a crazy drive. I don't know if you guys saw it to win the game. Um, so he's on the come up too. He looks a, he looks a bit better. Um uh, going into week 10 of the regular season, that that he being um, Brady. 
And I think Kate Auden uh, benefits from that. Moving on to defense. Now, I actually had someone else subbed in. I think I had the Giants against Houston. Um, I don't know what percent rostered they are, but I can look. Give me a second. I, I do like the Giants versus Houston, but getting the news about TJ Watt coming back, I have to take Pittsburgh versus New Orleans. I think regardless of how, not regardless, but despite how good TJ Watt is a football player, he's definitely going to boost the morale of this team, which is an ugly-looking football team right now, Pittsburgh Steelers, coming off a bye. Maybe they have a bit more energy. They're excited to get on the field. Their defense takes a step up. That boosts the morale of the team, and I think they can shut down New Orleans. New Orleans isn't that good of an offense. I like Olave a lot, but New Orleans shouldn't be scoring that many points against this Pittsburgh defense, especially with T.J. Watt back. Um, But let me just check quickly about the Giants. They are... Oh, now they're 72% rostered. Okay, well, Pittsburgh is 17%, and I take Pittsburgh over the Giants. So go stream Pittsburgh. Um, I like that play a lot this week. So that wraps it up for the waiver wire streams at each position. Um, And now we're going to go on to game picks. So unfortunately, since Malone is not here... I do not have his game picks, so I'll only be giving mine. And I guess that means that I get the automatic win this week. Malone, any objections? Okay, I don't hear anything, so um, I don't. I think he agrees. I think that means he agrees. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But I think we'll, we'll figure out some some way to some way to go about this. But I guess I'm gonna give my picks for week ten. Last week. I predicted, I beat Malone last week, uh, predicting nine out of 13 games correct. So I went nine and four. Malone went eight and four. Um, It was a close battle. Um, We're definitely going to trade off wins. Um, But let me give you my picks for this week, and then I'll wrap up the episode, and you guys can go about your day, and I can go about mine. Not that this isn't fun. This is great, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's give you the picks for week 10. Carolina versus Atlanta. That happened Thursday night. I got that one right. Carolina took the dub. Seattle against Tampa Bay. I spoke a little bit about Brady. I think he's on the come up. Seattle's been looking very good, ups, um, upsetting Arizona last week. They do look good. Pete Carroll's a great coach. Um, Geno Smith has looked really good. Maybe he wins comeback player of the year. Um, got a good receiving core in DK and Tyler Lockett. Gerald Everett's kind of stepping up a bit. Um, Kenneth Walker is a beast. I hope everyone drafted him um, when they could. I kept him stashed on my bench until Rashad Penny got hurt, and then I plugged him in, and he's going to be a league winner this year for sure. He's going crazy. He's a great running back. 
Um, his jump cuts to the outside are really fun to watch. Um, really physical, workhorse work back. So I think I still think Tampa Bay takes it because even though I just went on about all the pieces Seattle has, Tampa Bay has one man, and his name is Tom Brady, and he's going to get the job done. Moving on, Minnesota versus Buffalo. I think this game is a lot less close, a lot more of a blowout if Josh Allen plays. But actually, I take that back. I, I think it's going to be a relatively close game. Minnesota looks good, but I just don't think Minnesota has an answer. Minnesota's defense has a an answer for Buffalo. Um, if Case Keenum plays, it's going to be a lot closer. I I kind of think Josh Allen plays, even if he is a little bit hurt. I just don't see him not playing. Um, but I think this is a good, definitely a good game. Maybe game of the week. Um, Minnesota has a crazy offense as well. Their defense needs to step up a bit, but I think Buffalo takes this one even if Case Keenum steps in as quarterback. Moving on, number four, Detroit against Chicago. Um, I'm going to ride with Detroit. I think I'm going to ride with Detroit. I love taking Detroit. I, I really I think they're my second favorite team. I don't know why. I discussed how much I like Dan Campbell last week the Detroit coach um, I'm gonna roll the dice with Detroit Chicago's coming off a great win sorry they didn't win but they're coming off a great game against Miami last week um, so I think they're the favorite but I'm taking Detroit I'm taking Detroit I think Swift gets a little healthier Amon Ross steps up Jared Goff slings the ball. Chicago lost two key pieces on defense in Roquan Smith and um, why am I blanking on the other guy's name? Uh, Roquan Smith and shoot. Alright, well I'm going to listen back at this and um kick myself. Robert Quinn, thank you. Robert Quinn traded to the Eagles. Roquan went to Baltimore. Roquan looks really good on Baltimore, actually. But they lost two key pieces on defense. I think Detroit takes advantage of that grabs the win. Jacksonville versus Kansas City. I don't know how much there is to discuss here. Um, I think Kansas City definitely takes this one. I think it's going to be closer than people think, but I think Kansas City takes this one for sure. Cleveland versus Miami. Miami, um, I'd say they have the best wide receiver duo in the league. Crazy speed out of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek. Tua looks really good. Um, their defense can get a little bit better, but Xavier Howard is good. Um, Cleveland's just not it right now. We'll wait till Deshaun Watson gets back, and maybe they'll become something. But... Um, we're not going to discuss the Deshaun Watson legal issues. Um, we're not going to get into that, um, but we will be talking a little bit about Deshaun Watson fantasy only. We're not going to get into politics or not even that politics, but we don't know what happened, and we got to stay neutral um, as podcasters, dorm to dorm. But I think Cleveland gets better when Deshaun Watson gets back. But he's not back. He's eligible to practice, I believe, next week. 
So we'll see how that plays out, and maybe we'll talk about that next week on the podcast for episode three. Houston versus the Giants. I'm taking the Giants. I think Houston just looks terrible. The Giants look good. Brian Dable's a great coach. Nothing much to discuss there. The Houston offense, besides Damian Pierce, just doesn't look good. And I think the Giants take advantage of that. I think it's a pretty defensive game on the Giants' side. But we'll see. Um, So I'm taking the Giants there. New Orleans against Pittsburgh. I spoke about this in talking about Pittsburgh's defense, but I think that T.J. Watt boosts the morale of this franchise and this team, and they get a pretty decent win against New Orleans. Moving on, Denver versus Tennessee. I'm going to double down on my Russell Wilson start this week and take Denver. Close defensive battle, in my opinion, but I think Russ proves why he is a Hall of Famer. And even though he's been horrible, I think this is the game to turn it around. Tennessee's rush defense is very, very good, so I think they're going to pass a lot, and Russell Wilson's going to be forced to not really think about what he's doing and get in his own head and just sling the ball. So I'm taking Denver on this one. Number 10, Indianapolis versus Las Vegas. I don't want to watch this game at all, but I'll just take Las Vegas. I'm not even going to talk about it. It's not interesting. Um, I talked about Sam. Actually, I will talk about it a bit. I talked about Sam Ellinger. I thought he'd be a lot better, but they did go against a tough New England defense last week. I think he does get better. I don't know what this issue with the story with Matt Ryan is, but I do like Sam Ellinger um, going forward. Um, Not as much as I did last week, but I still think Las Vegas takes this. Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs are going to have to step up. Dallas versus Green Bay. Dallas takes this. Rodgers is on my sit list, as we discussed earlier. Dallas's defense is going to stomp all over them. Um, Rodgers is going to have no answers. Rodgers is going to get frustrated. Rodgers is going to lose. Next up, Arizona against the Rams. I saw a clip on Instagram about, it was of Buda Baker screaming at the team, but not in a bad way. He was kind of just boosting um, boosting everybody um, up, um, revving them up. I'm not thinking of the right word right now, but they seem motivated. And Buda Baker started crying um, in his in this speech. I think they got to use that as motivation. Buda Baker's actually injured, but I think he suits up this week. Um, something's got to happen. But Kyler is a game time decision, so maybe that affects my pick a little bit. But I guess I got to pick one either way. I'm gonna say Kyler's gonna play, so I'm gonna go with Arizona. Um, if he doesn't play, I'll probably take an L, but I think they could still win without Kyler. The Rams don't look like the team they were last year. I can't believe they won the Super Bowl with the team they look like right now, but I'm going to take Arizona. Two more left, two more left. We got the Chargers against the 49ers. I got San Francisco. I think they have all the pieces. I think they can make a Super Bowl run. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they're definitely a playoff team. And without Justin Herbert having his weapons, I think the Niners beat them pretty handily. 
could be a close game, but Justin Herbert's really going to have to step up. Eckler's going to have to step up. The defense is going to have to step up. CMC is looking really good for the 49ers. And I, t- I think they take this one. And the last game of the week, Washington versus Philadelphia on Monday Night Football. The Eagles will prevail. They are going to go to 9-0, and in my opinion. Justin Hurts is going to have a game. A.J. Brown will do A.J. Brown things. I think Devonta Smith is set to step up in a larger role. We've seen sparks of what he can do. I think it was week three. He had a crazy game, a couple crazy catches. But I think I think this is a... Um, right now, they're looking like Super Bowl contenders. We have to see what they're going to look like when they get to the playoffs, if they fold or stay strong. I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl, though. Um, personally, I think Chiefs will take the Super Bowl. Um, Mahomes is just that guy. and But I think they take it over the Bucks. That's my Super Bowl prediction. As of now, it may change. Um, but, no, did I say KC over the Bucks? No, I'm taking Brady over the, over KC. Bucks win the Super Bowl and Brady retires and lives happily ever after, gets back with his wife. I don't know. This is all a fairy tale. I doubt they get back together, but like I said, we only talk about fantasy on this podcast. Um, but I think Brady wins the Super Bowl and maybe he retires. Um, but we shall see. But I think the Bucks take it. Um, I just don't think... I, I just can't count out Brady. You can't count out the GOAT. He's an unbelievable football player. And the greatest of all time. You can't count him out. So, that wraps up the game picks and a little Super Bowl prediction. Which I just ad-libbed in there. I don't even know how that started. But, oh, I was talking about the Eagles. Um, that's going to do it for episode two of the fan- Dorm to Dorm Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Max. Hopefully Malone will be with us next week. Peace. Peace.